unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. Welcome back, Irish Connection. Good to have you. Thanks for having me. So tonight, uh, we're there's some slides and things that I put together that we're going to kind of fly through. You know, the theme of the evening, obviously, is, you know, shoplifting. And, and where I'm coming from is, what should you do about it as an hourly associate or, you know, a non-loss prevention, non-asset protection employee? And is it worth it to do so? So what I'm going to do is we'll go ahead up and we'll pull up the slides. Uh, I had asked the question on Twitter a few days ago uh, to prepare for this. The question was, do you pursue shoplifters in your store? If so, what is the motivation to put yourself at risk? And then the final question was, will your employer support you if you are injured from doing so? So we can kind of go through some of these. Uh, one response was, we are not allowed to do anything other than make pages to alert ISLP. Nobody else, including management, is allowed to get involved. Uh, blame tag, you're like, nope. Maybe I'd call LP, but I'm not going to follow or confront someone. I'm told the self-checkout attendants often stop people trying to push full carts out, and the people usually lie about having to go get their wallets and leave. Not sure at what point they call loss prevention. Then I uh, had another one. I stopped someone once, got written up, and the company told me they had to pay a settlement. Ever since then, I give them the bag. It's not my money they are stealing. Uh, next response, oh, hell no. Call the asset protection folks and let them deal with it. They only care about product anyway and won't protect you if the thief is violent. What is a violent wackadoodle. Uh, Philly Essential uh, said, it really depends. If it's food, I'll look the other way. If it's things they smash up to make drugs, I'll stop them and take it off them. Um, also always torn calls. If I don't do anything, will the store close? I can't afford to lose my job. Uh, hybrid said I used to get on the intercom when the company was small and tell the customers to look to their left and look to their right. There was a shoplifter in blank shirt. Usually the shoplifter would rush to the doors. Sometimes he'd do it even without a shoplifter. Uh, another response was pursue hell no more like quietly ask them if they have taken enough before gently and respectfully asking them if they possibly wouldn't mind leaving the store we're all told not to really confront never chase don't put yourself at risk also if you do tough shit it's on you uh next one i do not because thieves these days are unpredictable i'm not risking my life for anything we are actually not supposed to we are only supposed to give them amazing customer service to deter them if they are suspicious and maybe workman's comp if hurt but not sure uh philly also said as for support local management does corporate would not next response they don't pay me enough to care the only thing that pisses me off is when they open a package to take the item, then leave the torn up box on the shelf. So I have to clean it up. Just take the damn trash with you or toss it in the trash can. Why make more work for me? Another one. If we do much as follow someone around our store, we can be fired. Our policy is let them have it. My own personal policy is fuck that product. Doesn't come out of my pocket. I'm not putting my life on the line for a company that would just fire me for doing so. All right. Next slide. Hell no. Nah. We radio for asset protection, tell them what's up and let them watch them. They let them walk out of the store with unpaid merchandise, follow them to their vehicle, 
get license plate, and then they let the police deal with it. Another one was theft is a crime against capitalism and the result of broken social support system. I cared 10 years ago. Now, let me hold the door. Another one was, nope, I act like I saw nothing happen. Then another one, nope, I will call page manager, but no way I'm going after anyone. They actually discourage us from going after shoplifters. Not sure if they support us if we got hurt. Interesting question. Next response, I don't pursue as much as I just walk up and say, hey, do you need to be checked out for that? I can help you carry it to the front if you like. And then we had Cranky from a distance asked to check their bag when they're leaving, but I don't push it. There are a couple of managers that are comfortable doing so, but we just call the cops and make a report if we know for sure. Cops here will keep an eye out and stop them, especially if we have pictures. Oh, and we don't have a loss prevention officer, so sometimes when we have someone suspicious, the SM will just call over the intercom for security to check sections using random letters and numbers that don't actually mean anything. Spooks people enough to take off usually. Retail PTSD said, nope, nope. Corporate won't miss it. And if it becomes that big of an issue, loss prevention can get in and do their job. I'm not about to get shanked or written up for accusing. Next response, my last few retail jobs have... Not easy to steal items, cast iron and glass, so it's not an issue. However, luxury handbags were hot items, and I didn't want to risk my life since it was always groups involved. Uh, next one, I did once, got in trouble for not getting the product back after being threatened, got written up for even trying to. And the GM Reigns, uh, we have cameras, and we do communicate with our boss at our sister store in the neighboring lot in case some suspicious customers are coming over our protocol is to inform the boss and call the police if we legit see anything and we aren't supposed to confront anyone officially but also i'm the one who will absolutely kick people out and get in creeps faces and tell them the deal but i have issues so so there's there's the comments that we got from our lovely community to kind of give you an idea now we're gonna go into a little bit of the nitty-gritty now i managed to find this i don't know how i got a hold of it but if you've worked in retail long enough, you should be familiar with the term Sensormatic. Sensormatic is one of the leading companies that provide security tags, the little things at the door that, you know, go off if you go out, etc. So Irish and I, when we were researching this, I think both of us kind of have agreed that there's not a lot of data as far as recent. It really seems like everything I came across kind of referenced all the figures from this report. Um, I do have the link to the actual PDF. If anybody wants it, message me and I'll send it to you. But it was the global shrink index and about the report. It is uh, a retail shrink index report losses by a total monetary value as a percentage of sales by country and retail vertical. Now, just to let you know, for sake of discussion, vertical is basically the type of business. So, uh, in addition, the index provides insights into the sources of shrink and the measures retailers are using to combat it. So you see in the middle, reasons for shrinkage, internal employee theft, external theft, shoplifting, administrative loss, the vendor supplier loss, and the different verticals that they covered were cash and carriers or wholesale clubs, consumer electronics stores, convenience and forecourt stores, department stores, discount stores, drug stores, fashion accessory stores, home garden and auto, hypermarkets and superstores, supermarkets and neighborhood stores, leisure stores, office equipment stores, and variety stores. So these totals were, this report was from 2019, and it ran totals from 2017 to 2018. So if you look, you've got global retail shrinkage by region. 
the United States was 1.85%. Europe was 1.83%. Latin America was 1.81%. Asian Pacific was 1.75%. And the global total was 1.82%. Now, if you look at the shrinkage value in billions of dollars, the good old uh, United States accounts for almost half. $42.49 billion, okay? And then if you go by source... And this is something that I wanted to talk about, and we'll get to when we get to the United States specifically, you'll actually see the graph. But remember how all of us get to here. Sixty percent of theft is internal. Okay, so we have a company who specials specializes in sensor tags and loss prevention. Uh, globally, oh, look at that. The number one source of shrinkage was external shoplifting, 34.34%. The second was vendor or supplier loss, 24.28%. And number three was internal slash employee at 22.95%. So um, I think they got some explaining to do. But if you look to the very right, you see the regional shrinkage rates. You know, the United States led 1.85, Europe 1.83, Latin America 1.81, and Asian Pacific countries 1.75. So, and then here's kind of by country. And you see on the first chart, Italy has the highest shrink percent, okay? And then the lowest is Germany at 1.43. Here's what you really need to see. <laughs> Shrinkage value in U.S. dollars. The United States, $42.49 billion. All right. The next closest to us is 13.52. And that's China. And then, you know, the U.K., Irish, only uh, $7.45 billion. And then the highest loss in the different segments, uh, number one is fashion accessories, number two is variety stores, number three is department stores. And you can see the bigger block right there, you know, one, two, three, USA, China, the United Kingdom, and their totals. And if you look at the very bottom, you know, you can see the shrink percent based on the type of business. So fashion accessories, 1.98 department stores are 1.84 consumer electronic stores are 1.82 supermarkets, 1.79 hypermarkets and superstores, 1.73. So now we focus on the United States shrinkage in the United States was 1.85% of sales in 2017 and 2018. The country also accounted for the greatest losses as the largest consumer market worldwide. And here you can see the actual United States vertical shrink rates by business category. So fashion was number one, 2.43. Convenience stores, 2.05. Home garden and auto stores, 2.05. Drug stores, 2.03. Variety stores, 1.95. So on and so on. But if you look at the nice little graph there, this is the United States now. And it gives you the breakdown of percentages from internal theft, external theft, vendor and supplier loss, and administrative loss. Look at that. External shoplifting, 35.55% versus internal, 24.54%. That isn't 60% last time I checked, guys, right? But that's what we hear. We hear that, you know, 
shrinks like, you know, internal theft is like 60%. Then there's a little breakdown of some of the the data from the United States. Like, um, once again, it breaks up the percentages we just saw in the graph. It gives you the average monetary value in U.S. dollars of each type of shrink. Uh, Internal theft, the average is $71. External theft, $89. $89. Organized retail crime, which is a huge thing, uh, $1,400 a pop. And the rate of tagging merchandise, which is just a sensormatic thing, source tagging, you know, would be 29.11, which would be being tagged in the warehouses and the distributors. In store tagging was at 31.70. So, having said that, let's talk a little bit about shrink. And I'm going to explain why you see these numbers over here. So, when looking at is it worth it to chase down shoplifters and things like that, I had a district manager tell me, and it was referenced in one of the comments on Twitter, they're not stealing from your bank account. Now, for you managers out there, you should all be aware that there's a shrink budget, right? So according to this, acceptable shrink rates typically fall between 1% and 2%, okay? It's been my experience, most stores I've worked at, Anything under 2% was fine, and most companies budgeted for 2%. So, if you want to know how shrinks figured, I've got there, you know, the actual equation right there, how to do it. But what's more important is the numbers to the right. So, when you're thinking about apprehending shoplifters, and you're thinking about, you know, you're saving the company money, remember, most retailers have a shrink reserve. They have a shrink budget. That means for every location... Even if it's across the board, if it's 2%, they're willing to bank the fact they're going to lose that much money every single year. So some of us worked in small stores, middle of the road stores, whatnot. So here on the right, that's 2% of a year's worth of sales. You know, at a million, they're, they're planning on losing 20 grand. You want to go to 5 million? They're budgeting to lose a hundred thousand dollars. You get up to ten million. They're they're accepting the fact they're going to lose ten hundred. I mean two hundred thousand dollars. Twenty five million, half a million dollars, and that last one as of twenty nineteen, the average Walmart did one point one billion dollars per year in sales. At two percent, that's twenty million dollars that they expect to lose from their store. Think about how many Walmarts there are. Multiply that 20 million by that number. They're expecting on average to lose that much inventory and money. So now the question becomes, is it worth it? They're planning for it, okay? They, they, they know there's going to be losses. So now that we got through the slides, Irish, you have anything you would like to add? Yeah, there's a couple of things. Um, it, 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 I did a bit of um, digging myself, and it, it is very difficult to find sources uh, for this topic. Um, so I suppose one thing I would like to point out, you found one of the best ones there in, 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 in that report. But they define shrinkage, which was in around the 23% mark for internal. That includes breakages. You know, so and breakages and theft are completely separate things. 
you know, so so if you look at it like um, employee theft is is what they're getting at. A shoplifting is very clear. Oh, that's uh, a really good point, Irish. The fact that damages would factor into that. So actually, that percentage, it's it, I'd say it's a quarter of that. Yeah, so it's skewed a little bit. Yeah, so so look, it, it, that's just to get a little bit nerdy, like for uh, for a second. But you know, um, but what 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 you kind of do find uh, when you're looking at things like this is is that they. they you know, they're they're very they're very few and far between to find good reports like this because it's all kind of internal and it's word of mouth. Like you know, sixty percent of uh, of theft is internal and and this that and the other. And they'll probably reference some uh, you know some story from one store where someone made off with you know tens of thousands or something like that. But you know, the reality is is that um, you know that's that's not the case at all. You know, it's 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 besides you know where are most of the po- cameras pointed anyway. Everyone is sitting at a checkout. There's a camera on you, you know. Um, so that's just one thing with the, with the figures. The other thing is it's remarkably consistent. You know, like there was less than one percent variance between, like globally. You know, Germany being the lowest and and, and Italy being the highest. You know, it, it was less than one percent. So so it's it's pretty consistent. There's a lot of a, a agreement there. Um, but is it worth it? No. No. No is the short answer. Um, and it, it 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 really isn't. It's it's not worth it for a number of reasons. Um, for example, like most of the time, you are not stopping goods going out the door that are going to cost the company enough where you are at risk of losing your job. You are probably chasing down someone with a pack of gum or something, um, and putting yourself at risk. And like you said, they have budgeted for it. You know, uh, so so there's that. It's simply not worth it. it. Like back 20 years ago when I started this, you were expected to run after them. It was just, it was just a thing, you know, but not now. It's just you have, uh, you know, it, it would cost them a lot more in, in, in somebody suing them because they tripped up when they were trying to run away from one of your employees. So, again, we're a controllable expense. They just tell us again, you know, it, they're, they're not interested in our safety. It's to do with the fact that there's a risk that they will get sued. Um, so for many reasons, the answer is a simple no. Yeah. Uh, Philly in the comments says, it's always so hard with this. On one hand, why should we put our lives on the line? On the other hand, too much theft, no job. Now, that may be true. And this kind of goes back to if you want to talk about wages. You know, if your business plan is is based on paying people the least amount as you can, well, that's not really a good business plan. So if your business plan doesn't invest an LP or AP or the things to help prevent it, then it sucks. People would lose jobs, but do you, does the company really care that much? I mean, you know, and one of the things that I did see in some of the articles were obviously during the pandemic, you know, shoplifting increased, you know, for numerous reasons. I mean, there are a lot of people that weren't working, you know, and, and, and look, I'm not here advocating to steal. I mean, stealing's wrong. Okay. I mean, that I'm, I'm not here saying, Hey, go, go rob a store blind. What I'm really looking for, uh, you know, looking at it as like, you know, we've all done it. I, I don't think there's anybody that's in the chat or watches the show. That's been a manager can ever say that they never once tried to stop or track down a shoplifter. We've all done it. I mean, I'm guilty. I did. But at what point, you know, does does it make any sense? Because there's a culture in a lot of these stores that comes from the top down 
you know, you need to protect company assets at all times. And you do that, but here's here's the flip. I mean, it's it's just like, you know, Irish's phrase about being married to an unfaithful job. You'll get all sorts of praise for the merchandise you recover without incident. Hey, good job. Way to protect company assets. Way to be looking out for the store. Way, you know, way to keep us profitable and and, and keep our prices down. But the one moment you get hurt or you get, you know, there's a complaint or the customer gets hurt, that same company that's telling you, hey, good job, is going to fire you immediately. They are not going to be liable. And they've always got the loophole of, well, hey, company policy says they're not supposed to do this. So what we used to call at Guitar Center the two-handed wave, you know, it's like, it's okay to do it if you don't get caught. But then if you get caught, no, it's not okay. And that's the sad part. And now you look at society as it is right now. I mean, you know, where I live, I'm reading constant, constant. There's a shooting here. Someone got stabbed here. Someone's been killed. I mean, it's just exponentially getting worse. And sure, you may be like shoplifter deter extraordinaire. And you may have a great record of stopping it and, and retrieving merchandise. But what if you have kids at home, right? Do you want to run the risk of not going home because you got that one person on their worst day when they have absolutely nothing to lose? And it's all fun and games when you grab that shopping cart until they turn around and blow your face off. So I ask everyone that's watching this, there's going to be a lot of people that see this in passing and whatnot and say, oh, you, uh, this is wrong. No, because you don't know people. People right now are unhinged. You don't know what anybody's going through. Is it really worth it to, to put your life on the line for something that most companies already accept they're going to lose? I mean, hell, when I was at Dollar Tree, we were in a bad area. My DM told me, now mind you, 2% is like the average, you know, about 1.6 to 2%. He told me if it came in under 4%, he would consider it a win. That's like a blowout, <laughs> you know? And and why? I mean, what does... Uh, Anybody that's watching that chases shoplifters and whatnot, if you want to, in the chat, let me know. What do you get out of it? What does, how does it make your life better? Do you get, do you, you obviously aren't getting like cash. It's not like there's a spiff where, oh, for every shoplifter you stop, you get an extra $5 on your check. You ain't getting paid shit, right? So what are you doing it for? So if anybody out there is pro go get shoplifters, please tell me what you're getting out of it in the chat or in the comments of the video when when we're not live. What do you get out of it that's so rewarding? And is whatever you're getting out of it, is it worth taking the risk of one night not going home? Irish? Yeah, well... I think to to borrow a phrase from uh, one of your one of your guests, uh, Mad Dog, you know, it's act your wage. You're not going to get up and start fixing, you know, the the, the broken light or the, the the loose tile or whatever else is wrong with the store because you can go around. There's going to be a, a, a it won't be a short list. It'll be a long list of 
things that uh, you could potentially do that's not part of your contractual job. And one of them is, that you, you know, you're not loss prevention. You're not, you're not the police. And, you know, no more than it's not worth the risk. Uh, if you're not a qualified electrician to start uh, tinkering with wires, I wouldn't advise that, you know. You know, people go through training to actually, you, you know, intervene when someone is uh, stealing and even they weigh things up as well. You know, are you really going to risk your 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 um, yourself physically over something, you know, small? More than likely not. I mean, the way that like I've done it a few different ways over here, but the, the way that I, I have managed it for the last number of years is that it's... Um, Everyone that works with me, I just tell them it doesn't matter how obvious it is. Even if someone comes in and says, I'm stealing that and puts it under their jumper and walks out. That's it. Leave them off. Let them out the door. You just write down the, the time it happened and we'll look back on cameras if we, you know, if we can get them. And we just make a note of it. And I intervene, as I told you last week, Steve, I got one last week. You know, a lady that was uh, shoplifting right. on the regular um, so I waited for her to come in. I just pulled her to one side. Can I have a word? Nice and calm, nice in public. And I just told her, look, you know, we, we have you four times in the last week. I gave her a choice. You can walk out that door and not come back again, or you can fight me with, about this here. And they always choose the door. You know, I'm not getting the, the, the police or we call them over here, the guards. I'm not getting them involved in something relatively minor. But that's, the, in my opinion, the right way to do, deal with it. Don't give, don't risk any staff member. You know, it's just no point. Like you said, you might not go home. It could be, uh, and I told, like I told you, Steve, like that, that lady was uh, stealing because she was addicted to heroin. Yeah. You know, I'm going to guess that she's had a couple of bad days. I mean, uh, had I been more aggressive with her, I don't know. She could have stuck me with a needle. I mean, you know, it's interesting because there, there's, you know, I've learned a lot through the years of the different businesses I've been at. And, you know, there's catchphrases and things that kind of ring true and whatnot. But it's still in the back of my mind, all I can hear is, um, you know, a manager at Guitar Center saying, you don't know what that person's going through. You don't know what their life is like. You don't know how close they are to just risking it all, you know, for whatever. And, and you don't. And, you know, it's, I, I just don't see a benefit to it. I don't understand why people do it. Sure. I agree with a lot of what's been in the chat here about customer service them to death. You know, you see somebody stuffing something in their pants or their purse. There is absolutely nothing wrong with walking up to them saying, hey, would you like me to get you a shopping cart for that? Nothing wrong. Because you're not accusing, you're just asking it to the cart. And that's usually enough to make them aware, oh, shit. But then when you're looking at, like, what was mentioned in the report, you know, organized retail theft. Guys, they're going to get it no matter what, okay? And and those are the ones, they ain't going to care if they shoot you in the face or not. And I saw it when I was working for Marshalls. You know, the there was a huge ring of people that were coming, stealing you know, designer handbags and stuff and, you know, over three states. And, but, you know, you're not loss prevention. You, you look at, look at what you're getting paid to do. Okay. Russell had a comment there that was great. The amount of shrink budget that these companies have 
sure as hell don't equal the amount they're paying their employees. So what do you get out of it? I mean, why? I, I, just, I want somebody to explain to me why. How did you get convinced that this was the thing to do? Because when you do that, you're jeopardizing yourself every single time. Every single time. You may have 2,000 stops and nothing ever happens. And on stop 2001, somebody runs you over in a parking lot and kills you. I mean, why? Mm. You know, and what's interesting is doing research for this. Uh, there was a loss prevention article I came across and it went through like different injuries and whatnot. There's not even really a good reporting mechanism. Even OSHA doesn't have like a log of the amount of employees that have been killed trying to apprehend a shoplifter or stop a shoplifter. You know, there was recently the one at Family Dollar, okay? And OSHA's all over them because they say it was a training issue, which what's going to happen is Family Dollar's going to say, oh, our policy says that we don't do such and such. But the culture around retail, especially for people that are a little bit older, to be honest with you, they, they've been taught that that product in the store is theirs. No, it's not yours. You can't walk up and take it home. You still got to buy it, right? So why? These people are not draining your bank, bank account. They're not stealing from you. Big corporations have planned for this. And I just don't understand this wild, wild west mentality of, you know, I've known managers in my past who have hopped in their cars and followed people home. Hey, it may have turned out great for you that one time, but what you going to do when you do that, you pull up to a crack house and they're like, oh, hell no. You know, loose lips sink ships. We're going to take this one out. The company that you work for, you might not, number one, they're going to replace you within 24 to 48 hours like you never existed. Number two, they're not going to be sending flowers. Number three, when it goes public, they're going to blame it on you for not following policy. I mean, come on. Yeah, and, and there's another thing. I'd like to ask you a question, actually. Um, in, in your experience, which like, goes back a long time, what was higher, in your opinion, employee internal uh, theft or uh, breakages? Um, you know, it, it's, I have to say, that's a hard one to quantify because... You know, face it, you've got employees out there, they're pretty smart. Mm -hmm. You know, they take advantage of the management staff. You know, they may know the store manager be watching them like a hawk, but they may know when the store manager leaves and then the assistant manager's there or the, the, the customer service manager or whoever key carrier or whatnot. Maybe they're hanging out in the office not doing nothing, and then they just go out the fucking door. So there's really no way to quantify it. No, there's not. And uh, um, There's not. Sorry. But breakage, breakage, you know, I'll tell you a story about breakage. All right. So let's talk about Jesus's craft store for just a minute. All right. I remember if you guys are familiar with like the plaster pedestals, right? That they look like the, the Greek columns or whatnot that you can paint. Okay. I had a pallet of those come in and the entire pallet was shattered. So I go and I'm like, yeah, these were damaged. Can I get credit? And Jesus's craft store responded, you can only, you're going to love this, Irish. You can only claim damage credit if the total 
amounts to more than $500 at cost. Cost. Right. <laughs> so guess, guess, guess what? The stores didn't get to claim damages. Well, it's, it's no wonder they broke. It, right. And, and so you just eat it. But, you know, I think from breakage, uh, I think Russell would uh, agree with this. You know, we had a lot of damages at Dollar Tree. And not, but but you're talking you know a dollar a pop right and but we did have a lot of damages there and I, I think in like more stores where it's like consumables you know you could call it damage and you could also call it theft I mean you know you have a customer that goes in and buys a thing of uh, or grabs a thing of like say potato salad and this actually happened to us at Dollar Tree and then they go to the silverware aisle and they steal a box of forks and they take one fork out and they're eating the potato salad as they walk around the store and they get done with it and they just leave the empty can you know carton right there you know so yeah you can call it theft but technically you have to scan it as damage you know so it's like I would say, I'd say, honestly, I'd think in most locations, the employee theft was probably higher than damages, honestly. Okay. Well, uh, there isn't the right answer. I don't know it either. You, you know, my, my the, the point I was trying to make is that it's comparable, okay, that they're definitely... Um, they're, they're they're probably similar to the amount that uh, the, the company uh, loses. Um, now, a lot of their... A lot of the breakages that, as you outlined there, it, it comes in the back of a truck. It wasn't a, an employee in the store that did it. But they're fixated much more on employee theft. You know, and well, I, think the reason, I think the reason might be is because they lose a lot more money when it's their fault. For example, how many times have you been in the store and you got in a new product and you thought to yourself, what idiot, what buyer Yes. Approve this, right? Yes. And of course, it tanks, right? And they probably lose tens of thousands on one line alone through loss of sales. You have to reduce it to nothing to get rid of it, right? That yeah. costs the company a stupid amount of money. More than, more than likely, it probably costs them more than. A, True, but those those normally count as discounts. Oh yes, I I I, I know. The point is though that they're they're not fixating on those individuals that are, you know screw up those things um uh you know even accounting errors you know i mean i the amount oh of, i've um, seen that oh god i've geez, seen that my god i mean I, I the amount of times that i've seen people order the wrong quantity you know uh, they, you know they don't even even decimal point is left out and you get like you know 10 pallets of something instead of one you know and you have to eat it <laughs> it's oh just, yeah you know and I think it's 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 very easy to um, to fixate and 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 to say that like you know shrinkage as a whole, which we know was broken up into a few different things. Now you know according to your you know your source, it's like roughly speaking twenty three percent between breakages and employee theft, um, which is actually surprising. I thought it would be higher than that. To be quite honest, I didn't. I I really didn't think it would be that low. But uh, it's certainly nowhere near the sixty that we're, we're you know that you generally hear. Right, and and, look, and, and Irish, I'm not gonna lie. When I I don't really know how I found that to be honest with you, because I I was like typing in all these search terms for shrink and all this other crap, right? And and I happened to click it and it downloaded the PDF, and I'm like, whoa, what's this? 
And then I went to the Sensormatic website and realized that's the most current report that they have. And then when when I was going through that and I saw that it wasn't 60%, I was like, well, hot damn. We need to talk about that one because I, we, we've all heard it. I'm sick of that shit. I mean, and I think that honestly, the corporations look at it like they, they probably are aware it's not that high. Okay. But they probably look at it as it's the easiest to catch and the easiest yeah. to prevent. And it's a big attaboy you know, for loss prevention and asset protection. Because I've seen, I've seen, and and see, here's the thing. Most of the cases I've seen in my career with employee theft was cash. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. Merchandise is getting stolen. I mean, don't, don't, I mean, we know that's happening, but you know, um, and there's all sorts of ways to go. And actually, if you read the report, some of these loss prevention websites, they talk about different ways. You know, you're looking at, you could have a cashier who has a friend and they know which manager's there and that manager ain't paying attention to shit. And they might scan one item, then slide four and then scan another item and slide four more that don't get rung up. You know, everybody's talking about, uh, blame tag had this whole thing, this conversation about people complaining about self checkouts. Right. And, we were in Walmart today. I got some new work boots. And heroes like they're going to want the receipt. We the, the lady at the door just said, "Have a good day." <laughs> Out the door we went, right? And it's just like, "Really?" And then when you talk about preventative measures, and I've seen this at every company I've ever worked for. It comes down to the awareness of your front-end crew and your management staff buying in to what the policies and procedures are because the amount of times that people will be stealing something that has a sensor on it and they go to go out the door and all of a sudden, you know, the floodlights go off and you hear ding, 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 ding. And somebody's like, oh, no, you're fine. And they just keep on going. That happens. I, I guarantee you. That is a bigger contributor to theft than than anybody knows because people are there are some managers out there that either a don't want to be bothered or they're too trusting. Maybe they're in an area they think it's not like a big deal. Once somebody gets away with that one time and realizes what managers there, people who want to steal will figure out the fucking pattern and they'll continue to do it. And they'll just walk out and, oh, you're okay. Good to see you. How's your mama and them? And boom, (laughs) you know, it's just like, what the hell? So why even bother spending all these thousands of dollars on theft deterrent systems if your own management crew won't do a damn thing about it? What more do you need? (laughs) Yeah, it it always, um, it still, to be honest with you, it surprises me. Uh, when I find uh, some shoplifters, because you know, I think everyone has this kind of image in their head of what a shoplifter would like look like, you know. But I mean, in my experience, it's 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 crazy. It's every shape, color, age, you know. And the ones that are, in my experience, that have been very prolific, have been the ones that didn't need anything at all. They weren't stealing because they needed food, for example, or, you know, they, they were just stealing for kicks. And I suppose, you know, some people might call them kleptos. I'm not sure if they are or not, but. Well, no, that's true. You're right. There are people that are addicted to stealing. 
Yeah, there there are. I'm not sure what the percentage of shoplifters that would make up, but you know, the one that shocked me the most was about five years ago. We we accidentally discovered a shoplifter. Um, I somebody completely messed up uh, a display, and no one was owning up. So I said, "God damn it! I'm gonna go back on the camera and see who did that." When I did, one of my best customers was in that area by herself, loading up her bag. Oh. And this was a customer that would come in every second day. I thought, oh, that's, uh, oh, no, no, she must have paid for that. And I, then I'm watching her on camera walk out the door. This is a lady I would speak to every day she was in. And she was as nice as pie, you know, all this. I couldn't believe it. And it really reminded me of like, Jesus, it, it can be anyone. And she, anyway, we were back and we followed her for a couple of weeks. And my God, she was stealing left, right, and center. Well, right in front of us. When, when you talk about that, that, when I first started out in the grocery business, all right, and you, we're talking like this is 80, I think this actually happened in like 89, all right. At the point in time, the grocery store I was working at actually decided to put a plain clothes loss prevention officer in there. And the dude walked around with a shopping cart all day long like he was shopping. And I just happened to be there one day when he popped this lady, right? And this lady, it was kind of sad. It was actually the mother of somebody I went to school with. But, you know, that that was my first lesson in it's sometimes it's a lot of people you wouldn't expect because get this, this gal was buying $250 worth of groceries. Now, mind you, $250 worth of groceries in like 1989 was a lot of damn shit, right? Mm. But she was stealing cigarettes. So she, she's paying all this money for these groceries legit. But her thing was she wasn't going to pay for the cigarettes. And she got popped for that. It was the craziest thing. And 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 it wasn't like she was like poor or struggling or whatnot. And this kind of goes back to somebody said in the, Russell said, most times shoplifting is a mental click. She, she just refused to pay for the cigarettes. Found out that was going on for eons. She buying tons of groceries from the store, but she wasn't paying for cigarettes. Crazy. Yeah, it's, um, and I did try and look up um, the kind of more interesting side of these things of like why people uh, shoplift from like um, like studies, but there's, there's basically none. It's a bit like when you try and when you Google, you know, a, you know, health expenses for employees or something like that. It's it's all these articles about how much money is costing the company, and it's nothing to do with you know the employees or their welfare. Um, but you know, it's. Um, Obviously, there's a couple of different, like, there's shoplifters that do it because they're opportunists, you know. They're just, it's it's there, they can do it, no one's looking. And there's others that are just addicted to various things. And there's others that kind of have more sympathy for, you know, the, the baby formula ones, you know. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, do you know what the most um, shoplifter thing in Ireland is? What's that? Razor blades. Really? Yeah. Well, they're really expensive, for one thing. And they fit in the palm of your hand. Very easy to steal. So that would be more of an opportunistic one. Oh, you know? real quick. This is kind of off topic and only because you mentioned razor blades. Do you have Harry's razor blades there? 
Nope, never heard of them. But then oh, I have a beard, so. You, well, you need to look them up. I'm just, I'm just telling you, they're cheap and good. But anyway, continue, Irish. Well, yeah, but it's thing like the opportunistic thing. It's, it's stuff that's um, relatively expensive, maybe a bit of a luxury item like cosmetics or, uh, you know, you know, some perfumes or uh, even alcohol. I suppose to, to some extent. You know, um, I did notice in the in the study that you got there, they they mentioned a few times about um, uh, they had very good stats on uh, for. Uh, like the kind of the Home Depot type stores, you know, the, the, the ones that would sell tools. Well, that's because, you know, for one, those things are much harder to steal. They're yes. huge items, right? Mm-hmm. And and they would keep much better track of their inventory because they probably only have a couple of them in the store at one time. Like they're not going right. to order, you know, you know, 16 pallets of, you know, drills. So I wouldn't be surprised, but, you know, it's it's the discount stores. I'd say it's there. There's so much. I mean, well, nobody pays any attention to that inventory there. Well, you know what's really funny is if you look at those stats, you know, places that sell food, they, they weren't mm. like in the top three, you know, and that's and that says a lot. OK. And, you know, you were talking about baby formula. The sad part is, is when you look at organized theft and whatnot. Yeah. So, there, so let's say there's a baby food shortage. I'm more apt to believe that people are coming in stealing baby food to resell than because their kid needs it because the ones that are you know professional at it they know manager schedules they know when to go in they know who to look for they've got a system they're going to jump on like in stocks quicker than the person who's actually shoplifting to feed their baby and that's the sad part about it and but there again too you know, I, I look at it this way. If you work for a company and and and, and there's a kind of a, a, a hive mindset of we're going to stop these shoplifters, but that company doesn't have an asset protection or loss prevention person in your building as a full-time employee, you need to fucking stop. Let the company do what they should. If the company is so worried about fucking theft... Let them put somebody in to handle it because I don't care if you're a key carrier. I don't care if you're a seasoned assistant manager, store manager, store director, or whatnot. If you look at your job description, nowhere in there does it say stop shoplifters. Make the companies spend the money for the resources to stop it. If they don't want to put forth the money, obviously they don't really fucking care. Quit putting your life on the line if they're not willing to spend the money. That's kind of my whole thing. You know, Kmart, yeah, it failed. I mean, they're, they're gone. Basically, I think there's one left now. But they had an asset protection person. Uh, TJX, TJ Maxx, um, Marshalls, uh, some of the, some stores didn't have them. Uh, some stores had one that floated amongst the district, but they had people that that specialized in that. If if these companies really care about theft, they'll do something about it that doesn't involve putting their store level employees in harm's way and expecting them to be Wyatt Earp and stop everybody. Absolutely. I've I seen um, it's getting better now, but uh, 
even five years ago, it wouldn't have been unusual for you to walk into the back, uh, some office in the in the back of a store, and find you know a cassette player, uh, you know, being used to, to record footage. You know, I mean, I know cameras maybe 10, 15 years ago, they, they were much more expensive than they are today. But you're right. They don't invest. You know, I mean, you're talking about like absolutely prehistoric technology. And, and, and uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure we we had a even the camera place. We, we had um, a store once uh, about 10 years ago where they came in and they put up all these displays for Christmas time. They hung all right. these signs, you know, 50 percent off this thing. They blocked every camera because it was just where the cameras were looking. They were high up looking down. That's where all the signage went. So like we pretty much had like, you know, they weren't even thinking about it straight half the time. But it is getting a little bit better now from that point of view. So there's less reason as well. Like, you know, you, you don't need to chase the person down. You know, if you've got good enough footage, you let the police do that if you think it's worth it. Well, I mean, and you also look, I, I wanna, there's some comments here. Uh, Philly was like, uh, yeah, this one hurts me. If I see a homeless person stealing food, I'll admit I'll look the other way. But how do I know when they are taking medicines, they aren't making, you know, they're not making drugs. You don't know. No. But Philly, we love you. You, you, you've been an OG from the beginning. I don't want to ever find out that, you know, something happened to you and maybe, maybe you just got injured, right? And, and it wasn't life threatening and you got fired you know, from stopping somebody from taking like Carisidin or some shit. It's not worth it, man. They're not stealing. They're not stealing from you. Your paycheck will represent the hours that you work. Your paycheck has nothing to do with what they take. And, you know, if you've spent time with quality loss prevention people, they'll tell you how shit's supposed to work. All right. So if you're in a store that doesn't have an LP and you're, you're, you're telling somebody, oh, this, this person's stealing, right? Well, professional loss prevention people will tell you the number one thing is you have to continue to have the person in a direct line of sight the entire time. That's why they're sitting in an office with cameras looking at people. And I had an LP guy tell me one time, the moment you lose sight of them, you're done because they could ditch it on an end cap. They could ditch it in a blind spot. Now, these are the guys that get paid to do this. These are professional people. A lot of them have a law enforcement background. So anybody out there watching that doesn't have that background and you're just trying to save money for, for demand, so to speak, listen to this. If you cannot have a clean line of sight on somebody you suspect is stealing, if at any moment in time, if they walk past an aisle break and you can't see them, guess what? You lost. Let it go. Because there are several people that know how the system works conversely, and they know they're being watched. Okay, let's say you're a professional thief. You know you're being watched. Well, you might not get money for what you stole, but you can get money from a settlement because somebody accused you or trailed you or whatnot or profiled you just as easy. So you see security scan all areas. You got one person following this person. And all of a sudden, you can't see them. 
there are people out there that know the system well enough. They might really be trying to steal, but they're like, oh, okay. They drop the merchandise at an end cap. They go bolting out the door. You go stop them. They've got nothing. And guess what? Company gets sued. And guess what? You get fired. Plain and simple. So if you if you cannot see somebody put something in their purse or their cart or their pants from point A all the way till the door, which is point B, keep your nose out of it. Yeah. Um, just another, another thing that's somewhat related to this, a little bit off topic maybe, but um, just from the psychology of all this uh, theft thing, like I bet you know the answer to this, Steve. The, the employee that is the most vigilant and the most zealous about chasing down mm-hmm. shoplifters or mm-hmm. pointing them out to management, what is that employee up to? They're stealing themselves. Bingo. Statistically speaking, that is a real thing. Yes, it's about 60%. Yep. Statistically speaking, the person that is the Wyatt Earp of your building that is ready to go fucking tackle a fucking shoplifter at a moment's notice. That's not everybody. I mean, that there's a reason why it's a percentage. But those people do that as a mental justification for the stealing that they do. Thank you for bringing it up, Irish. I wasn't going to bring that up because I've said it before, but thank you because that that's that's true. We I, I think uh, when Sean William Brown was on, he he confirmed that as well. Yeah, it's it's just it's one of the more interesting ones because it's counterintuitive. You wouldn't think so, but it, I mean, if you you're, if you're in the business long enough, you <laughs> you'll figure it out. Um, yeah, it, it's it's uh, I just think for me the. The answer, at least these days, anyway, is is a firm no. It's just it, it's just not worth it. We don't get paid enough. Fuck honestly. no, we don't get you paid know, enough I mean, just to do the job. Yeah. So I mean, what's the, you know why would you add more jobs? And like you said, you, you said earlier on, if it uh, if it works out, you'll get a pat on the back. Well done. Nothing else. You won't get a pay rise. You won't get money. You won't get any. You know. And, and now you have to look over your shoulder as well. Oh yeah, because because look, we're in a society where people are crazy enough. If you if you send somebody's baby mama to jail for shoplifting, somebody can come shoot you just out of spite. Yeah, or like you you can meet them in a, on a bus or yeah. You know, um, this is the problem. It's just it's just not worth uh, it's just not worth the trouble. Um, even like even if you work specifically in loss prevention, I have no idea what those guys would work. Uh, they probably get paid more than retail workers, but not by a huge amount. Is it worth that? Jeez, I don't know. No, you don't get the, oh. no, man. I, 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 and I just don't get it because I mean, there's no benefit to it. it. I mean, there's no incentive. You know, I could halfway understand people, especially with wages and the way things are right now, that if they told you, oh, if we can confirm that you stopped somebody, we'll give you $5 for everyone you stop. Then, oh, okay, you, at least you're getting something out of it. But guess what? They'll give you $5, but as soon as it goes sideways, they'll fire you. But there, there's no incentive to do it. And 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 that's what – but we're all guilty. We all did it. As a, I don't know how that culture ever became what it was. At some point in time, as a manager, we all decided, like, oh, motherfucker, I'm going to get you. You're not stealing from me today. Why? Who who told us that? I mean, is it a product of our upbringing or or what? I mean, it's just like 
No. Well, you're right. It, 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 there is something weird about that. It, you're, it's probably a combination of those things. But it, it's it's like um, we mentioned before about, you know, why the bullshit works. It, it's, it's you, you know, the, the times you took the keys and the times you did 90-hour weeks and, and didn't take a day off or 70 days straight or something. Why? You know, because you were told, like, oh, this is a great opportunity or like, oh, you'll really make a name for yourself or whatever the case would be. It's all bullshit. I was bullshit. Looking back at it, it was you should have known. <laughs> well, I you mean, did it. <laughs> you know, the biggest message I think a lot of people need to hear out of this, too, is understand that your store environment can either be conducive to theft or a place that people don't want to come. And that doesn't mean because you catch them. That means because people are on them. Customer servicing the death. I've seen it so many times. I've seen it just shopping, you know, like today at Walmart, you know, if you do not have a cohesive, coherent, militant management staff that does not every time the sensormatic alarm goes off, goes and stops that person to check their receipt. Every, any manager, I'm just going to say this, any manager out there, I don't care what line of business you are in. I don't care if you're at Home Depot. I don't care if you're at Kroger. I don't care if you're at Best Buy. If you are the person that hears that alarm go off and say, oh, you're fine, and you don't go over there and check their receipt, shit, you got no reason to complain about theft. Because guess what? You're a huge contributor to that because people know. Thieves that do this, no, they, they, they know schedules. They know who's there. They know what's the best day to steal. They know that this manager is going to be like, Oh, bye. You know, because they can't be bothered because they're doing absolutely jack shit at that point in time. But if you've got theft deterrent things in your building, and if you're a store manager and you know, or you find out that your management below you is doesn't care and doesn't go check boy you need boots to asses because the companies spend a lot of money on these systems to deter theft and and they're meant to deter deter theft with a reduction of any kind of harm towards staffs okay so these things are put in place so nobody's put in harm's way it's just a simple procedure the alarm goes off you say, hold on just a second, ma'am, sir. I'll be right there. You go check the receipt. Nine times out of ten, one of two things is going to happen. They're either going to leave their shopping cart and walk out the door, or they're going to bolt out, at which point you call the police. But if you're not paying attention to the deterrence that your company is actually paying for to get shrink down, you don't need a set of keys. You, you really don't. You, you need to be a cashier. You need, to, you need to be a stalker or you need to go find another line of business because some companies do try to make it easier for you without putting you in harm's way on systems like that. I think most corporations, if they found out they had these thousand, multiple thousand dollar systems, you know, they pay all this money for the tags to get put on merchandise. They pay all this money in payroll that it takes for people to tag merchandise coming in tagged. And you got the people just let them go out the door. Oh no, no. So there are companies that try 
electronically and, and they know they're not going to stop at all. I mean, they know, but there's a reason why it's called theft deterrence. Just like somebody, a Joey K I think mentioned fake cameras, fake um, camera shields on ceiling tiles. That's an investment, right? Um, but if, if your store staff just has lost all the customer service basics, might as well just let them walk in and outdoor. Yeah, it's um, I think you summed it up pretty well there. Uh, you know, I, I I think most of us would probably agree here. It's not. Uh, it's just not worth it. We don't get paid enough. It's not part of the job. No. Um. And and you know what? If they if I think that the stores have accepted that roughly speaking, two percent is just going to go up in the ether, and they're just going to eat it. Um, and you know what? We, it's not very productive. If you spent you, if you got your store thefts down to zero, you would spend all your time doing it. You wouldn't get, you wouldn't do anything else. It's just not. It's not a particularly good use of your time to spend. You know, a disproportionate amount of your time. You know, chasing down shoplifters or or no. even trying to prevent it. To be honest, no, because what it takes away from is is the good customer service that gets the baskets full and, and it gets you more money. And that now that mind you guys, that's another thing too. You know, the more sales a store does, the easier it is to pad that shrink. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's, it's a mathematical equation, you know, um, it's just like with inventories. I mean, you know, when you do your inventory and you get your shrink number, okay. You know, if there are times where you may go up to another level bracket of sales that even though the shrink is unacceptable, the percentage comes down because the sales cover it and only really managers know that. You know, you, you've got to be in it a while to understand. And I know for people that haven't done it, I, I'm sure there's people out there who have worked in retail stores and wondered how the hell fucking inventories work. That's why everybody pushes sales. The more sales you get, it, it, it remember, it's a percentage. It's not really a dollar amount. It's a percentage. So if they're on your ass to increase sales and whatnot, even though they're budgeting for 2% shrink, the more sales you get, the better chance of that shrink actually dropping below 2%. Well, the other thing, too, is that out of the, I think we've more or less accepted that it's roughly speaking 2% in a store. I suspect it would be higher in, in discount stores and things like that, but the breakdown isn't very clear. But I know how that that would go down pretty convincingly, okay? A lot of the reason, because I, like I, I work at, uh, right now in clothing, right? So we have fitting rooms, okay? Mm-hmm. Now that's a lot of the theft will go on there, okay? Now, how do you prevent that? You have someone manning the fitting rooms, right? Right. Uh, you have sufficient uh, loss prevention in store, all these different things. So a lot of the shrinkage is because of understaffing, and not paying people appropriately. Oh, that is so correct. If they, if they really cared that much about shrinkage and the, you know the, if it's a moral thing or whatever, if they really cared about it, then the reason that so much, I mean, when, when I worked in big box, Jesus, the amount of shrinkage that happened in the fitting rooms because we didn't have the staff to man it. Yeah. It was unbelievable. You know, or when we did notice that there was a shoplifter in the store, you know, one of the security guards was tied up doing something else or he was on his lunch break or whatever because they didn't have sufficient staff on. 
or we just didn't have the eyes on the floor, you know? So it goes back to being a controllable expense. You're right. And, and, you know, one of the keys here is, look, I'm not saying that it's acceptable. All right. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't want anybody to watch this and think that, okay, theft is okay. But, you know, you guys in positions where, where you've been with companies for a long time and, and you start to notice a trend where your theft is going up, man, you guys don't need to be loading yourselves down trying to stop it because it's not your job, right? You need to be sending emails. You need to be talking to corporate. You need to be talking to DMs and you need to start coming up with a plan to help reduce it and force these companies to do the responsible thing. Because, you know, you can kind of look at LP and AP as, you know, law enforcement for retail, right? You know, I, I, I just hate seeing people at this moment in time where society is extremely fragile, because it is. I mean, and, and that's what's really kind of got me down this road is, is over the past three to five years, society has gotten a little cracked so to speak you it goes back to that whole thing you don't know what people are going through okay if you care about the shrink and you care about what's getting stolen if you if you really do okay there's some people that don't and that's fine you know that's not it's like russell said it's above your pay grade all right but be having the conversations with your district managers with your regional vps you know and why not say hey this is an issue. What can we do to prevent it that does not put our employees that we need to run the business in harm's way? That's really all it comes down to. There, I mean, there are things they can do. And it comes down, and if a company refuses, if a company doesn't want to invest, that kind of shows that they don't really care. So if they don't care enough after you bring these issues up, Guess what? Raise your hands up in there and say, you know what? I've went to the top. They don't care this stuff's walking out my door. I'm not going to put myself in harm's way to stop it. Until the company cares, you don't need to care. Because a lot of you out there have kids. A lot of you have wives, husbands, families, whole nine yards, a life outside of the job that you have. And why would you risk any of that if the company you work for doesn't want to do anything and invest in keeping it from happening and keeping you as a store manager or your management team out of harm's way. And if you work for a company like that, hey, the company still may be great to work for. That's cool. That's cool. Don't sweat it. Sure. And, 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 you know, Irish, one thing we didn't really talk about, which I think is important, is the flip side of this is if you're a store manager, you always have that fear of your inventory coming back bad mm. and being penalized for it. Now, that's where you have to have a set of balls and you have to stand up to people and say, well, these are the things that we've done. These are the things I've asked for that you didn't you know, acquiesce or anything like that. But th there is that fear too. And I can understand kind of where from a store management standpoint, from an actual store manager, 
why you might get involved in things that you normally shouldn't. Because let's say your store is not performing well and, and you've done everything you could do. Let's say you've got a staffing issue. We know the companies don't pay enough to keep staff. The store conditions have went to shit. All of a sudden your inventories come and you're on your last thread. And if that inventory comes back bad, guess what? Hmm. Well, exactly. And it goes back to something you said just a moment ago is about sending emails and, and speaking up. You, you know, have a paper trail, be able to say, I told you so. Yes. You know, I needed more staff. For this. So that's number one, because the, what they, and I've been in this situation where the, 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 a manager who's not particularly good at the job and a bit of a coward, what will happen is come inventory when they know they're screwed, they'll start looking for scapegoats. Yep. And that's when the guys in, 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 uh, we call it goods inwards, but you know, basically the, where the trucks come in, um, that's where more than likely they'll be hauled uh, hauled across the place and, you know, written up because they're not doing their job. There'll be scapegoats left and right. That More than likely, whoever's in charge of loss prevention will be, you know, uh, written up as well. That's what a bad manager will do to save their own ass. Correct. I know why they do it, but it's not the right way. Yep. All right. So, Irish, I love having you on. It's always great. You're, 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 you're such a smart guy. I just want to say that. Um, we're sitting at an hour 11 and, uh, I guess we'll wrap this thing up. The audio will be up here in a little bit. It'll either be up in a little bit or it'll be up tomorrow. I'm not real sure. Depends on, there shouldn't be a whole lot of editing or whatnot. I apologize to the Twitch folks. I will investigate when this is over to find out why I realized as we were doing this, uh, I go through a restream. The restream has this chat box that I look at on my side of the screen and it's only showing YouTube and Facebook. And then when I put the drop down menu, Twitch is gone. So I may just need to have to reconnect it to restream or whatnot. So I apologize to you guys. Uh, hero. I know you popped in here. YouTube wise, uh, retail refuge as well. Uh, Philly. Hey man, don't have any anxiety. Just take care of yourself, man. Do, do the best you can do, but don't, don't, be a cowboy because we love you and just work hard. Just know that if you get hurt or anything happens, the company's not going to care, but we care. So don't do it. Um, just customer service them to death. That, that, that'd be my message to everybody. If you see somebody going to steal, just go ask them if they need a cart. Just leave it at that. Don't be standing at the door. Don't be, you know, walking around, you know, like you're going to stop somebody, you're going to grab the shopping cart or whatnot. No, just leave it be because the companies you work for, guys, if they really and truly care, they'll invest money in security. And if they don't, if they're not going to, and, and see, that's the thing, they'll invest money in security for merchandise. And also, if they're going to invest money in that, that security is also there for their employees. If if they don't have a rent a cop or something, they don't care about you anyway. So so quit. Just do your job and go home. You're not a cowboy. You're not a sheriff. You're not LP. You're not AP. Unless you got hired to do that. Like Irish said and Mad Dog, act your wage. So um, that's all I have to say, Irish. Your closing comments. Uh, yeah. Well, just just for regarding um. Philly there, like that there's uh we've got old heroes and bold heroes, but there are no old bold heroes. You you can't keep that up forever. You're gonna get caught eventually. Just, you know, take it easy. 
like Steve says, you know, I'd approach it differently so you don't get caught up in trouble. But uh, other than that, guys, thank you very much for having me once again. Everyone spread the word, get more people on here. And um, it's always great being on. And thank you, Steve. Thank you, sir. So everybody have a great rest of your evening. Spread this around because this is kind of important to me. We all probably have friends that do this shit. All right. Tell them to know their role, stay in their lane, so to speak, and and don't risk their lives over a dollar trinket from China. And it's not worth it, guys. So next week, I'm not real sure what we're doing. I've got some stuff going on uh, in my personal life that we've got to get ironed out through the rest of August. Um, I do have somebody for the 29th coming in. Um, that we're going to actually be talking about the advertising business and that's going to be cool. So, but as far as next week, I'm not real sure what we're going to do. I've got people lined up for September. So that from now to the end of August, it's going to be kind of wishy-washy, but September comes, we'll be back at it full force. Um, and we'll have some great people on, uh, we've got a server lined up, um, actually GM Reigns. When she was on, I found out she knows some people that run a convenience store that's out about Area 51, and I've reached out to those people to see if they're willing to be on to talk about, guys, that's got to be some crazy customer stories, and they agreed that it would be, so especially when they had the Area 51 raid, so they're coming, so we'll have that set up. Uh, I think Gilgamesh is going to be on, too. Um, blame Texas. I think we need a discussion of how clickbaity media clickbaity media needs to give customer service workers a fucking break. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, by the way, speaking of blame tag, I just want to get this out here. Blame tag real quick in the chat, put the serving times link right now. If you have not checked out the serving times, please, please do so. This man is a great writer. The satire is absolutely amazing. Share it with your friends. Share it with everybody you know. And enjoy. It's great stuff. So I'm waiting for him to share the link before I get off stream here. Um, hurry up, blame tag. <laughs> but anyway, so that's great. Uh, yes, we're in spooky season now and which is home decor season but from spooky season you go to holiday season and last year they called it mariah season because of mariah carey song this year it's pariah season and we'll be reintroducing the song this holiday so everybody click on that video we get out we haven't hit 10 grand yet but we're getting there. Blame Tag says the link to the serving times is his pro Twitter profile. Go check it out. Philly, anytime, brother. Stay safe up there. So everybody have a great evening. Take care of one another. Be nice to who you need to be nice to. Be mean to who you need to be mean to. And we will see you next time.